Growing Up, our brand new resource for churches and parents is out now. Woohoo! With Sunday school sessions, training videos, podcast episodes for parents and one for the whole family. All there to help our children navigate the confusion, filter the messages they're surrounded by and hear God's good story. All our Growing Up resources point to the Heavenly Father who loves our children even more than we do and has the answer to their biggest questions about who they are and how to live. Together, as families and churches, we can support each other to start good conversations about bodies, gender and marriage so our children can grow up hearing God's good story. Head over to the website faithinkids.org and find out all the details about growing up. I think mine would be Amy and this is really the word for myself this summer holiday in the inevitable moment when I am thinking to myself my children are ruining my holiday I want to count to five I want to remember that I am equally ruining their holiday that we live in a broken world and I want to respond with grace I want to respond with grace rather than make them feel guilty, manipulate them, intimidate them. I want to respond with grace. Hello, this is the Faith in Parents podcast, coming to you from Ed and Amy. Hello, Amy. How are you? Hello, Ed. Lovely to lovely to talk to you. How are you doing? The summer's nearly here. Stand by your beds. The kids are about to break up. Let's get excited. I need to be honest, at the point of recording, I just have the longest to-do list of my entire life because Faith in Kids is desperately trying to do a lot in July. And the whole year has bit backed up that I've failed to do. But don't tell the rest of the team, Amy. Otherwise, we're going to have a brilliant summer. We totally are. We totally are. The summer holidays are nearly here. Yeah. Woohoo. Now, Amy, we are going to uh, go back in time. And in a moment, we're going to listen to Jam and I talking three years ago when our podcast was a babe in arms. And we were just beginning to understand what a podcast was, except Jam really did understand, but I didn't. <laughs> And on that clip, it's episode 14, we get Ed's top tips. But bef- Oh, Ed, I remember this. You give us top tips. <laughs> you give us top tips on how to enjoy a holiday, don't you? How to do, and not just a holiday, not like make sure you pack your sun cream and your shorts, but a Christian holiday. Oh, I know. Anyway, Amy, before we do that, just tell us, what are you aware of as you talk to friends as you care for people in your church, as you chat to people at the school gate, what are you aware of as you go off on your summer holiday? Uh, so I think this summer, probably more than previous summers, there is a sense of exhaustion. I think it's been a tough year. And and I think, I think there's a bit of a sense of dread <laughs> about the summer holidays. What are we going to do? 
we're struggling for money, things are so much more expensive, uh, or we are going away, and how are we going to possibly get through it without killing one another? And so I want to try and lift the mood a little in all of those scenarios to say holidays, space to rest is a good and God-given thing. And where has the pressure come from that it has to be amazing? And who's to- who told you? <laughs> who told you? Because they were lying. So to state the obvious, we're recording this in the Northern Hemisphere. So it, it feels a bit like the summer holiday is our summer version of Christmas, which is Christmas and summer holidays are those two events in the year where we all look forward to them as being the solution to all of our problems, when our families will resolve all their issues and it will be the rest and the rest we have craved. And sometimes, if not often, we find it's not quite the nirvana or even the new creation we have hoped for. We are not going to look like the families on the adverts that have barbecues and pop things over the fence to the people next door and they butt the ball back again and we say, would you like one of these? And that, yeah, no, that's 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 not real. It's not real. Uh, and there are, I'm not sure it's helpful, Amy, for you and I to list the seven different reasons why summer holidays can be profoundly disappointing. But you could just look around your church in your mind and consider the various reasons why some of those families may enjoy their summer less than they have previously. Give us uh, give us three reasons that we might lovingly think about others, Amy. Uh, so I think those who whose kids have struggles and special needs and for whom change and change in routine is just really unhelpful. Summer holidays means all routine is gone, so life can be quite exhausting. I think those perhaps who've been through family breakups or marriage breakdowns um, and are trying to navigate who do we spend holidays with and how can we even afford them and what do we do with, with families and in wider family situations. And for those who perhaps are financially struggling and the idea of going paying to go on a holiday is just an impossibility and they're more thinking... How am I going to entertain everybody for all that amount of time? Amy, thank you. That is true. Tell us a story, Amy. Tell us a story when a disappointment and a problem on your holiday has allowed the Lord to shine all the brighter. So we're a family who um, are very energetic. We love being outdoors. So if, you know, I would take you to the park and I would make you read a book in the park because it's more fun than reading at home. And we would have picnics and sandwiches and climb trees and find bugs and... Um, that would be that is that is me. That is what what I do wherever we are. So we had a family holiday in a uh, self catering cottage that I'd booked. Um, we went. We found the local church. We went to the church because why why wouldn't you want to go meet more people? And chatting away, we're staying here. I'm talking to the lady who just done the Sunday school. And uh, then, which was the minister's wife, and she tells me, oh, where are you staying? And I tell her the house that we're staying in. And she says, oh, I cleaned that house. So I'm already, oh, no. So in my family, we have um, a, a son who is struggling with his mental health and with anxiety and can find holidays difficult. And I'm going to ruin it for everybody. So what he tends to do when he's worried about ruining it for everybody is just ruin it for everybody because then it's done. So as we approached the end of the holiday, <laughs> um, we had we had pee over over bedding and over stuff 
of my, I just can't handle it. And so I am the mother who then, because I cannot cope with the thought of the lovely minister's wife coming in to deal with chaos that the lovely Christian family that came to our church have left, I stayed up all night washing and drying peed on bedding so that I could fold it and put it back in the bag so that she could take it away and wash it again. Amy. That's my world, Ed. I'd like you to hear how God's grace shines through that situation. You can say in retrospect you wish. Yeah. How? How does God's grace shine, Amy? Well, I think I also know that if I had left that woman a note to say we are having a bit of a difficult time as a family and my son has peed on this bedding, I'm so sorry, she would have washed it for me. So I know I'm not said a thing and not cared. So the issue was my heart and that I can't be the family who isn't okay. And that I need to try and be the family. We I can't accept that this is the case and I need to put on the show. Whereas how much more encouraging would it be to be the family that isn't okay and that there are good things and bad things in holidays because that is true of every single family. And the person who tells you and puts on the, the the performance of being the together perfect family are just better at lying than you are. That's all it is. <laughs> okay, Amy, that's that's quite strong. It is possible there is a family out there who genuinely are having a lovely holiday. Amy, last summer, I took the family on a bike ride and I agreed with my parents-in-law of the restaurant that they would sit in and they would buy us lunch at the end of our bike ride. Uh, Off we went on our bike ride. It was longer than I expected. And therefore, for my children, it was so much longer than they had expected. And for about the last hour, they were complaining. And I was still following the point on the map we were heading to. We got there. My parents-in-law were nowhere to be seen. We phoned them and discovered they were about 40 minutes away. At least 20 in a car. Because we because we were late, it was now past lunchtime and the kitchen was just about to stop serving. Ed, was it your fault? Yeah, of course it was my fault. I was gonna, <laughs> absolutely, I assumed you knew that. I had put the wrong hotel into the map. I navigated to the wrong village. Uh, our parents-in-law collected our bikes and put them on the trailer. Every single member of the family and they were cross with me. I want to say I take full responsibility that's an opportunity for grace for my family. I gave everyone a hug who I could <laughs> and apologised. Not everyone in the car on the way back fully forgave me. Ed, you are God's gift to develop such forgiveness and grace in others. He has uniquely gifted you in that way. <laughs> I, I Look, the encouragement I take away is that at least two of my three children did forgive me and understood I wasn't doing this to ruin their holiday. I had made a mistake. I was sorry. They were hungry, so there was a bit of hang- hangriness going on. Always bring snacks. <laughs> and I just want to say, if you have a falling out with your family, it's okay to hide. And when you hear everyone else shouting your name, you can just sit quietly and pray. I'm just saying that. <laughs> I-, I, want to- I want to give everyone license to sit quietly on your own, hiding and pray on one of those days when you just don't want to be found. It's like hide and seek, but different. Now, Amy, we're now going to spin over 
to Ed and Jam from three years ago. Would you give me four things to listen out for as we listen? Listen out for one, enjoy your rest. Two, your problems go with you. Three, conversations happen. And four, plan for a Christian holiday. If you enjoy this clip, there's a lot more where it came from. Over to you, Jam and Ed. Looking forward to the summer holidays. So when you uh, when this drops as a podcast, I think summer holidays will have just begun, or at least children's school holidays will have just begun. Yeah. Uh, we- Although weirdly, yes, you get the you get the longest day in June, and part of you can just go well. It's all downhill from here. <laughs> if you're if you're English, and the summer hasn't and even and and the summer it. hasn't even really started yet. I always think of like August. The, you know, the first of August is like the height of summer, but actually the longest day is is middle of June, it's, and, and, like, and maybe the summer has been and gone by yeah. the first of August. I hope you enjoyed it. Jump! What was that? That was your summer, mate. Yeah, uh, we embrace that. Yeah, uh, we thought we would give you four tips to enjoying a summer holiday as a family who are Christians. I'm reluctant to call it a Christian holiday because that makes us all wonder what Ed has in mind. Yeah. Is it is it a camp? Uh, yes, oh, no. exactly. Yeah. Does it have a strange routine that involves yeah. a bell at seven o'clock? Yeah. I don't mean that. No. I just mean uh, we're Christians and we're Christians on holiday. We love Jesus and he's the same whether we're in Blackpool, mm. the south of France or the Isle of Wight. Yeah. He is in all those places. He, he is. Yeah. Uh, so here's my first one. Yeah. Enjoy it. Uh, The Bible is clear. Rest is a thing. Rest is real. When God told us to take a Sabbath, he's saying, I want you to stop working Hmm. and I want you to trust me. I want you to trust me that you have worked enough. And if you do nothing, the world won't fall apart because he has it. Uh, And I think I do know. I remember one family saying they couldn't really take a two week holiday because uh, one family, one parent would just find the second week impossible not to be thinking about work all the time. Oh, wow. That's not that's not necessarily ungodliness. Yeah, it, it, there are all sorts of causes. That, of that would be the case in for my parents. They were dairy farmers. Mm. We were never away as a family for two weeks. Mm. I don't remember cause it, because and there's that, good reasons. Yeah, you, right? you have to milk cows twice a day. <laughs> yeah, and uh, they really won't wait. Um, and you have to get if you, you have to pay someone else to do it if you yeah. don't do it. So, so there um, are some people who would yeah. fairly be screaming at the podcast. Yeah. Ed, live in the real world. Yeah, I can't take two weeks. Yeah, it's off. fine. And actually, for, the other thing for me is it takes me f- at least three days to stop thinking about work, and therefore to go on holiday for only a week. Actually, I, it's, by Thursday, I'm actually feel like I'm on holiday. The last thing I want to do is go home on Friday, Saturday. I kind of need, I've, but but I rarely take two weeks. But you know. There we go. Uh, and Jan, when I say enjoy your rest, enjoy your holiday, mm. you have said that that's, I mean, for you, that's not so easy. Well, I find holidays slightly stressful because they are uncertain. And I'm sort of worried, uh, uh, is my family going to enjoy it? Am I, we're going to a hotel, I've not booked it before, or going to a place, we're going to stay in a friend's house, we're going to, whatever it is, there is uncertainty in it. And actually, I like the certainty of my own house and I, I, the, the, there are variable, there are no variables really at home or don't feel like that. So I find holidays a little bit of a stress anyway, because I know there are certain expectations. That's one thing. Um, that, and I've never really felt like I needed holidays um, because also I have quite a nice life anyway, 
because I quite like my job. And so, which is Jim? I'm, well, I'm a script, script writer, theoretically. So, um, so yeah, so I, I feel like I've, I'm getting away with it. And to take a holiday from my job is already a dream job for some people. So, what on earth do you think you're doing? Yeah. Um, so, there are a number of factors at play, but it's mostly for me the uncertainty of. I don't know what the place is going to be like and is there going to be stuff enough to do and will we end up just sort of getting in a bit of a funk. And I've come, we've come home from holidays early at least two or three times where I've just thought we've got to Thursday and just thought we don't actually like it here very much and we've run out of things to do and suddenly home seemed an awful lot better. So, And you still take your holiday, you're just at home for it. We're just then at home just thinking, oh, it's lovely. And you fight the temptation to go back to your desk? Uh, Yes, a little bit. Yeah, but that's the the other problem, isn't it, of course, is that your email follows you. It does now. It does now. And uh, we've got to be able to do something about that, haven't we? Mm. So I think that's part of what I think I'm saying, Mm. which is to be a Christian parent is uh, your your children, as in every aspect of life, are learning from you. Yeah. And I, it's painful to say it, but but that's not a burden. That mm. is the reality, is they are learning from you what is a holiday. Yeah. And they are learning from you what is a, a Christian on holiday. And, uh, and they notice if you do as much email on holiday as you do at home, and they also notice if you're a grump more on holiday than at home. And and probably we just have to examine our own hearts to understand what are we, as you, you have just expressed yeah. something of what it is to examine your heart, to understand the uncertainty you feel. And uh, I leave it to you to decide what you tell yourself with that uncertainty. I'm yeah. sure there is a, a Christian response to that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the first idea. Enjoy the rest. It is God given, yeah. and you might need to decide to do that. That, that is it. It's not. It's. It, it might not come naturally. Yeah. There's. There's a reason why take a Sabbath is a commandment rather than a just see how you go. Yeah. Sabbath's a nice idea. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Uh, secondly, uh, th- this is sad. Problems go with you. Mm. Uh, you are are still you on holiday as you were at home. Your children are still your children on holiday as they were at home. I, I absolutely. I remember an Easter holiday where I was shocked and appalled that my children needed my time, my care, discipline, patience on holiday. And for some reason, that one holiday, it surprised me. Maybe it's because the place we were in in Wales was more beautiful. Mm. And I somehow thought this beauty deserved better behaviour from my children. <laughs> I it would somehow seep into their yeah, psyche. It. Look, look, look. Yeah. God has done this. Yes. Why is your heart still the heart you had when we were at home? Yeah. And I... Uh, I mean, it's it's all it is ridiculous. The sin is ridiculous, mm. but I I just um, our children still need parenting, and uh, Tim uh, Paul Tripp, it, it's a striking line. If if your children didn't need parents, God wouldn't have given them to you. You know, they need parents mm. because they need parenting. So uh, all of that sounds obvious and painful, but perhaps it just means as you go away on holiday, you you don't prepare your heart for a period of total selfishness where you are the consumer and the world revolves around you. But uh, uh, we are blessed by God. We are having a holiday. That is wonderful. Our family need Jesus. My my heart needs Jesus on holiday. Yeah. And you want to be, and it may be that you think, oh, wouldn't it be much better if I had more time to do the things I want to do on holiday? And you Mm. think, well, actually, it won't be long and that's all you'll have. (laughs) 
Do you, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Clearly. Once your kids are, you know, yeah. 18, you might still be paying for their holidays on the, the bank of dad or whatever it is. Yeah. But actually, you've got, you've got a long time to go on holiday and literally just please yourself. So be very careful that you don't want that too soon. Yes. And, uh, and as you, you look forward to the next stage, believing it will be wonderful. Yeah. I remember friends telling me the shock on holiday that every single night their children are up later than they were because they're teenagers. Yeah. They have more energy They and they can chat and enjoy each other. Yeah. And the idea that you're saying to your children every single night, it's not a school night, sleep well, I'll see you in the morning, yeah. probably when you get up at midday. And, uh, and, and it's a different stage of life. And it's to be enjoyed in different ways. Yeah. I'm slightly jealous. They have proper conversations with their children and they don't have to. Yeah. Talk about eating up your greens. Yeah, well, maybe they've given up that battle. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. So that's the second one. Uh, you're, you're, you go on holiday. Mm. Uh, thirdly, conversations happen. Uh, that is, on holiday, you have more time. And so I think probably unexpected conversations happen more. So the one I'm thinking of particularly, uh, there's a blog on the Faith and Kids website about this, is our most significant conversations about sex and that sort of thing happen on holiday, often because my parents-in-law live next door to a field of cows. Uh, and we drive past more cows' fields and more cows hmm. on top of each other yeah. on holiday. And that leads to more conversations with five and seven-year-olds than yeah. it does at home in a city. Yeah, That's one example. And uh, and so there's a party you're thinking we're on holiday. We don't we I don't want to have a deliberate, thoughtful conversation. Right. I'll talk about this when we get home. No, there won't be time at home. <laughs> no. Now, do it now. Yeah. Yeah. You've just come back from a holiday jam. Yeah. Were you struck by a particular conversation? I was struck by how we were together. And that sounds silly. We were together for the whole holiday because we just went on a sort of we went on a bit of a road trip around the uk and um it was you know and we all shared a room we all shared a family room in a hotel um we you know some friends of ours say that they like to go they just stay in a travel lodge and it's basically think of it as camping uh, there are four of you in a room but you happen to have a bathroom um, I think that's quite a good way of looking at it. But yeah, you, you go to, you switch the light out at the same time. So my, my kids are old enough to stay up till about nine, nine thirty, And for us as grown ups, you just think, Oh, we could turn the light out at nine thirty. That'd be amazing. We're exhausted. <laughs> um, of course then we couldn't get to sleep at the same way. It was, but it was fine. Um, do you have strange conversations with the light? Yeah, but just that. And then in the car as well. And, uh, not so much by the time the lights were out. But yeah, you just have time together to talk and talk and talk and reflect on things. But actually, they, again, it's very easy to, to tread on those conversations. Um, it does take, again, it's a bit of a decision to say, oh, that's a good question. Let's talk about that. Yeah. And, then wait for them to ask another question. And sometimes you can see a question formulating in their head and they're trying to work out how to ask it because they haven't thought about these things before. Mm. And holidays are the time, I think, particularly to do that. Mm. And if you have more than one child, that might just mean you ask one child to be quiet while, mm. the, while the first child has a moment to talk yeah. and take their idea. Yeah, That's the third idea. Conversations happen. Uh, fourth idea is... Um, plan for holiday uh i think is a common thing i hear that that people come back from holidays and say oh we've missed church 
Mm. And, oh, you know, we never opened our Bible. We never said a prayer. Or, you know, we thank God for food. Yeah. And, uh, and just, uh, it might be that you are going away to more beautiful places than the place you live. Uh, and, and even plan that when you're on top of a hill, when you're sitting by a lake, when you're sitting on a beach, there will just be a moment of, why don't we just thank God for five things that we've loved today? Because often holidays are full of good things. Mm. And you are saying to your children, will you thank me for that ice cream? We could all say, why don't we thank God for that ice cream or something equivalent? Uh, it might be that you just, uh, we're going to have some blog posts coming up with some resources reviewed, uh, some Bible times. Uh, it doesn't have to be onerous. It doesn't even have to be every day. But perhaps you even say on Sunday, yeah. we will just take the time to sit down as a family for 20 minutes and we'll open a passage and we'll just say, what do we think then, kids? You don't even need a Bible resource. Imagine that, just mm. a Bible. Yeah. Read a story and come up with a simple question for each of you to answer, including parents. Because as we talk about a lot, it's great for children to see parents stuck, wondering aloud, praying, thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I think you've got to plan to do these things because they don't happen naturally um, because there's always something else to do on holiday. It is, a, it is a sign of spiritual warfare. It's just you the number of things that will stop you from praying as a family, that will stop you from opening your Bible. Hmm. You know, anything becomes endlessly fascinating um to stop you from doing that and so you do have to plan and we are helping you to plan uh, yes we... well, well, well one thing is before we get to that yes so another thing is just to listen to some music in the car listen to listen to have a christian cd mm. uh but also christian podcasts so um and we've got something on that haven't we, we have i i should say uh I'm not sure if my my children, it will still be the case, but certainly when they were under seven, under eight, we used to go on long journeys and they would predictably be asleep for an hour. Yeah. And and that, uh, so we used to try to download three or four sermons. Right. Uh, maybe from a Bible conference. There's so many good ones around. Uh, and that was a great discipline for my wife and I the chance to listen to a sermon, hmm. which we didn't often do together to the point where we had time after to talk about it rather than go and get coffee. And yeah. Uh, so sorry Th yeah. there are many, there are many ways that we can plan on holiday uh, without it. We don't, you know, it's, when you take 12 books away, you feel disappointed when you only read one, you don't need to take 12 sermons away with you, but to take two, yeah. uh, to take one Christian book, to take one Christian CD. Welcome back to Ed in the future. Amy, which of those four top tips do you find the most helpful? Oh, I think it's great to just keep it as simple as possible. So the thought that download one sermon and listen to one CD in the car, it's as easy as that. Great. Long car journeys can be redeemed. And those five, just in the good moment or the bad moment, five things to thank God for or rely on God for, or in fact, maybe even especially in the bad moment. Okay. And Amy, in that case, to finish, give us, Amy, your top tip for when the holiday is falling apart and everyone is crying or shouting or no one is sleeping, depending on your stage and age of life. So I think on holidays are the moments where my children have seen me have the most fun and be the most broken. So I can think of crying in a car that I couldn't drive in France because I was uh, 
because it was just all too much. And getting my children to pray with me and for me is probably one of the most powerful things they've ever seen. So I think in that, in the brokenness, if you can stand by the mess of the peed on bedding or the smashed up thing or the big argument and say, in the moment of our biggest mistake is where we can enjoy being loved and forgiven the greatest. If you could do that with your kids this summer, that would almost make, and it would definitely make having that meltdown or disaster a highlight of your holiday. I think mine would be, Amy, and this is really the word for myself. This summer holiday, in the inevitable moment when I am thinking to myself, my children are ruining my holiday. I want to count to five. I want to remember that I am equally ruining their holiday. That we live in a broken world. And I want to respond with grace. I want to respond with grace rather than make them feel guilty, manipulate them, intimidate them. I want to respond with grace. Goodness, I'm going to pray I do that in a moment. Uh, I'm just going to read a few sentences from Isaiah chapter 2, where we read of the perfect rest that will one day happen, where the holiday will be the holiday we're dreaming of, where it'll actually happen. Isaiah chapter 2, verse 2 says this, In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as the highest of the mountains. It will be exalted above the hills and all nations will stream to it. Many people will come and say, come, let's go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the temple of the God of Jacob. He'll teach us his ways so we may walk in his paths. The law will go out from Zion, the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He'll judge between the nations and will settle disputes for many peoples. Let's pray. Father, we can't wait for the day when there is peace. We can't wait for the day when the tears end and the laughter continues. We can't wait for the day when the dream happens. When all that we hope for for our rest is a reality. Thank you, Father, that with Jesus this is possible. And we pray, Father, we pray that we would plan a little for how Jesus will be there on holiday with us. And we pray, Father, for the moments when it feels like it's not the holiday we wanted, that we would count to five and show grace. We need your Spirit's help, Father, to be the people on holiday we want to be. Thank you, Father, for the gift of rest. It's your invention. Amen. Amen. See you on the other side, Amy. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.